You're listening to a message from Grace Church of North Brunswick, where people are empowered, impacted, and enriched through the good news of the gospel. To learn more about Grace Church, visit our website at gracechurchnv.com. And now we hope that you enjoy this message. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up everyone here today. Father, if anyone came in here today not knowing salvation through Jesus Christ, we pray, Holy Spirit, would you speak to their heart? Would you move on their heart today as they hear your word? If anyone came in here sick in their body, Holy Spirit, would you bring healing to them? If anyone came in here empty in their hearts, lonely, depressed, Holy Spirit, would you pour out the love of God in their heart today? If anyone came in here need financially. Holy Spirit, would you speak to people on their behalf and bring them exactly what they need? Holy Spirit, we ask you today to speak through me to your people. Bring them your anointed rhema word today. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, as I'm teaching about the Holy Spirit, I'm talking to the Holy Spirit more. I realize I neglected the Holy Spirit. I don't come to you to preach to you and say, hey, this is what you need to do. The Holy Spirit's telling me this is what you need to do. Amen. Amen. And many times what you preach you'll be tested on. And many times what you preach is exactly what you're going through. Last night I woke up at 3 in the morning. How do I know? Because my Fitbit told me. Tracks your sleep. It's amazing. But I did. I woke up and the Holy Spirit was talking to me. And I was like, Holy Spirit, why now? And the Holy Spirit said, because this is when I can get your attention. And I talked, and we talked. And then I said this. It was about 4.30, quarter to 5. I said, Holy Spirit, would it be okay if I went back to sleep? Holy Spirit said, yeah. And I said, but I can't. I said, could you empower me to go back to sleep? And I actually did, which is really difficult for me. Like once I get up to go, and I know it's true because the Fitbit told me. Amen. Anybody here have a Fitbit tracking your sleep? It's amazing. Because sometimes you don't know. Was I up? Was I not up? Was I dreaming? Um, but we know that God is seated on his throne. Jesus at the right hand of the Father and the Holy Spirit is in us. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says this. Do you not know that you are the temple of God? Do you know that you are the temple of God? Do you know that you're supposed to put the scripture up right now when I say this? Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the Holy Spirit, not to the sound guy. Okay? Do you know, how many of you are the temple of God? Amen. So the Spirit of God dwells in who? When? The Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit. Not a counterfeit. The real Holy Spirit lives in who? Wow! Everybody could just go, wow. Wow! That should be how you feel every day. Wow! The Spirit of God lives in me? Wow! (laughs) You know what? I don't know about you, but I got wowed. Now, when Paul spoke to the church at Corinthians, he wrote them two letters. At the end of the second letter, here's what he left. Here were the last words he spoke to this church that had all kinds of problems. Not like Grace Church. But uh, they had all kinds of problems. 
And he said this, he said, the grace of the Lord Jesus and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The grace of Jesus, the love of God, and the communion of the fellowship, uh, the communion or the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. In John chapter 1, we know that it says that grace and truth came as who? Who did grace come as? Jesus. For the law was given through Moses, but grace, unearned, undeserved favor and spiritual blessing came through who? Who is grace? Jesus. We go to Jesus Church of North Brunswick. Grace is a great name, isn't it? Grace, unearned. How many of you like the fact that you get unearned, undeserved favor? Because of Jesus. And why do we get that grace? Because God the Father so loved to us. 1 John chapter 4, verse 8 says this. If you haven't become acquainted with God, you don't know his love. But because God is love. God is love. You can't really love without God's love. I wouldn't let this man marry my daughter if he didn't know God and that kind of love first because he can't love my daughter. And every time you're here, you're going to get this. He can't. <laughs> I love you, Scott. I'm just messing with you. Ladies, don't. If he tells you he loves you and he doesn't love God, he doesn't love you. Come on, ladies. Can I get an amen? Because he doesn't know what love is. He might as well sing foreigner's song. I want to know what love is. You know, I used to sing that all the time until I met Jesus. I really did. I wanted to know what love is. And when I met Jesus... I found out it was the grace from the Father that loved me. God is love. And then there's the fellowship, the communion, or in the Greek it says the koinonia of the Holy Spirit. Paul uses the same language in Philippians chapter 2, verse 1, if there's any consolation or grace or comfort in Christ, any love or any fellowship, any koinonia of the Holy Spirit. What is this koinonia word? What is that? Now, a lot of Christians don't like that word. Because <laughs> it's mostly used in the church setting as getting along with brother and sister. Amen. How many of you just get along with church people so well? You never have a problem. Somebody just went like they sort of yawned. They went. <laughs> Nobody raised their hand. Wait a minute. How many of you get along with church people and never have a problem? <laughs> Come on, we know that some of the most difficult relationships we have are with church people. If our friend from church curses, we condemn them to hell. If our friend at work does it, we say, oh, God's grace is good enough for them. Amen? Amen. So koinonia, a lot of people that, 
It's fellowship. It really means partnership. Partnership. In Luke, when, when um, they had the great catch of fish, it was so great when Peter had this great catch of fish, it says he called his koinos, his partners, to come help him with the other fish because it's a partnership. See, the Holy Spirit wants to be your partner. How many of you are in business and you have a partner? Oh, I'm your partner? You're my partner too. No. <laughs> We're in business together? No, yeah. How many of you know it can be difficult to be, have a partnership in business? It's very difficult. Yeah, those are all the hands of the people that were in partnership and now aren't. Amen? Because it's very difficult. And you know, that's why I say if you can't partnership, if you can't have koinonia with men who you can see and understand their weaknesses, how will you have it with the Holy Ghost? But you know what? A partnership with the Holy Spirit is perfect because he's perfect. That's the partnership you want to have. The one where the partner never lets you down. The one where you tend to let down the partner, but they stay with you. Amen? Amen. It's the truth. It means to be a partner or to be united in purpose. How many of you know that when you're united in purpose with the Holy Spirit that you cannot lose? God never what? Fails. Never fails. Or it means to share. How many of you love to share? You do love to share, huh? I don't like to share. When I got a hamburger on my plate and she looks at the fries, <laughs> like hamburger fries, and she's like, oh, I just want to try a little bit and catch up. Before you know it, that hand's coming back. And I'm like, oh. But then I can come here and tell you, oh, yeah, the Holy Spirit, as many fries as you want. It's not easy to share. All this stuff is not easy, but it's for our benefit. You know, and, and people talk how they want, you know, the power of the Holy Spirit, and we want to see signs and wonders, and we want to see people healed and stuff, and we do see it. But people think, you know, I, well, if I go to that meeting in Kentucky, <laughs> Or I get in the car and drive 14 hours to go see the Holy Spirit that, by the way, is right here. If I just put on this music or go to that country, and these are all fine things. It's fine. I'm not saying anything about that. But God will move in the church when individually we are aware of the Holy Spirit that lives in us. In us. I don't have to go anywhere to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Everywhere I go, He is. And when we all together are hearing His voice, we'll see so much power. People will tell me, oh, you got to listen to this guy. Yeah, that's nice. And I love to listen to other preachers and everything. You know what? I need to listen to the Holy Spirit first and foremost. And God uses speakers. I'm not, listen, when I say this stuff, I'm not putting it down, but I'm saying, when was the last time you heard the Holy Spirit? Let me hear your message. Oh, hey, here's the passing the CD, right? Hey, you got to hear the CD. I need to hear God who lives inside of me. 
first before I need to go on wild Holy Ghost chases. Because we right here in Holy Ghost Grace Church can see all the power we need when we listen to his voice, when we commune with him, when we fellowship with him individually, and then when we get together, the power is multiplied. You know what I love about this Fitbit? It just constantly reminds me to get moving. And every time it says something to me now, I have a reminder too. Have you talked to the Holy Spirit? Have you talked to the eternal Spirit of God that has chosen to live inside of you? Because He is not a something. He is a someone. And we cannot have a relationship with a something, but we can have a relationship with a someone. Nobody here has a relationship with a tree. Now, if you're echo-friendly and they call you a tree hugger, fine. You want to go hug trees? Go ahead. They don't hug back. But that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But how about be a Holy Spirit hugger first? How about that? It's a person. He has a mind. He has a mind. Look at this scripture. Romans 8, 27. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of who? Does the spirit have a mind? He has a mind. He thinks. He interacts. He's not inanimate. And when I say he, please, it's the only word I know to use. But that word in the Greek is not he. It's a, gen- it's a uh, what is that, gender neutral word. And I have, tend to think that the Holy Spirit is more like a woman. We'll get into that later. Amen? But God is God. He created us male and female, so... It, the female, it, it wasn't like just God created man and female came around. I mean, she's created in his image. And sometimes we forget that. We think every male, 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 male. We forget that God's like a woman. Now, for us guys, it, it really is hard for us because we can't figure you out. Then we're going to try to figure God out. It's just like, no! <laughs> but he has a mind. Now, this is just for us guys, okay? It's just for us. I mean, you can figure each other out. Right, ladies? Pretty much? Listen, here's something I noticed. I'm not going to get too far off, but women, like, they put, like, eyelashes on and, like, jewelry on and all these little things, right? And here's what I noticed. Guys don't notice it. And I thought they were doing it for men, but they're not. They're doing it for each other. Did you know that? They're not doing, they, we're totally out of that loop. Like, you know, I'm telling they put on, like, they get bigger eyelashes on and something. I don't notice it, but another woman come right up. Oh, it looks so great, your eyelashes. I'm like, what? I had no idea the eyelashes or anything. The eyebrows are not real, they're real. The hair, it's real, it's not real. I complimented a woman recently. I said, wow, your hair really grows long, really looks nice. That's not my hair. (laughs) Well, how the heck would I know? It looks like hair. It's on your head. I didn't know they put, can I get one of them? I want a ponytail. Do they make them for men? 
Everybody's laughing. I bet you half the women in here, that's not even their real hair. And it's like a different color or something. Don't worry, I'm going to come back to the positive women thing. I'm just, look, they're, they're happy. They're fine. Am I okay? I'm all right. I'm walking up. So as mine is a will, has a will. In uh, Corinthians it says, but one in the same spirit, the Holy Spirit works these things, distributes to each one gifts as who wills? As the Holy Spirit wills. How many of you would really like to have a great voice and play an instrument? How many of you really have a great voice? <laughs> well, you think you do. <laughs> You're like on American Idol. There's people, ah, don't I sound good? No! <laughs> but the point is, listen, it's not your fault. I would like to sing like Pavarotti and play like the drums like John Bonham and play the guitar like Jeff Beck. I can't. Okay? Or Clapton, whatever. The kids are like, who the heck is that? <laughs> you know what? The Spirit decided. The Spirit decided. The Spirit decided to give me a gift for preaching. I'll take it. That was his will. He has a mind, he has a will, and did you know he has emotions? Has emotions. You know why? Because you can grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. That means to cause sorrow to the Holy Spirit. You can make the Holy Spirit sorrowful. Wow. Really? Yes, really. We, by our actions, directly affect the, pa the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Let me say that again. We, by our actions, see, the Holy Spirit loves us. The Holy Spirit is in us. The Holy Spirit is with us. The Holy Spirit is for us. So why isn't there more power in our lives through the Holy Spirit? Because we're grieving the Holy Spirit. We're not listening to the Holy Spirit. We're not paying attention to the Holy Spirit. And I, hey, first and foremost, me, I'm telling you, thank you. See, the Holy Spirit led me to study the Holy Spirit. So last day at 3 in the morning, I was like, Holy Spirit, could you tell me a little more about yourself? No, really. I said, Holy Spirit, could you tell me a little more about yourself? And he did. Things I didn't know. Things I didn't think about. You know, the Holy Spirit can be lied to. Remember that little couple <laughs> that held back the money? In the church, early church. Remember them? We don't like to talk about them. Why? Because they died during the offering. Because they lied to the Holy Spirit. And Peter went on to say, you lied to the Holy Spirit. You lied, same thing, you lied to God. So the Holy Spirit is God, okay? There's no ranking here, okay? Holy Spirit's right up there with everybody else. Oh, put the Holy Spirit on second level here. I'm going to talk about God. I'm going to talk about Jesus. I want to hear Holy Spirit coming out of your mouth. Amen? He just happens to be the one that's with you all the time. So you might want to talk about him. The Holy Spirit can be blasphemed against. Matthew chapter 12. Jesus said, every sin and blasphemy will forgive men except the blasphemy, except the insult, except the negativity, except being against the Holy Spirit, that will not be forgiven. 
He even said, though, you can even speak a word against me. You can talk bad about Jesus, and it's okay. See, because the Holy Spirit is the force that's in the world right now that leads people to salvation. And if you blaspheme against it, if you stand against it till the end, you will not be saved. You will not be forgiven. I had a really close friend. One of my first really close friends. It was a time I was hurting in my life. You want to hear about the story? You can read my book. But he was my good friend. Why? Because we robbed together. <laughs> we sold drugs together. So that was our friendship. We thought we were tight friends. One day he decided he was going to start shooting up heroin. I was doing every drug there was, but when it came to shooting a needle in my arm, I was scared of a needle. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> and my friend, my other friend, uh, they both died of AIDS within five years. But this one really close friend of mine, it was a few days before he was going to die. And back then when you got AIDS, oh my God. Like they didn't have the drugs they have now. People would die fast and they would die hard. Skin and bones he was. When he was talking to me, he could barely get a, a voice out of his mouth, but I could see what he was saying. I bought my pastor. I just got saved. I was like to my pastor, I go, you got to come with me. You got to meet my friend. You got to help me. You got to talk to him. We went to the hospital room where he was, where nobody else would go in the room. Nobody else would touch him. Nobody would touch his blanket. Nobody would touch his water. We went in there. My pastor was like, okay. And I, you know, I knew at that time if I had it, I was going to die anyway. It didn't matter. It was like I had it or I didn't have it. But, and I didn't have it. <laughs> Praise God. But um, shared the gospel with him and he just got angry. Just angry. Came with the Holy Spirit, and he was just totally against it. Now, I pray that within the four or five days after that, that he came to salvation. I don't know, and I can't judge, and I don't know what happened in the last minute. I don't know if a priest went into the room or a pastor went into the room or somebody walking by, a nurse prayed with him. I don't know. I don't want to think about it because I don't know. But the point is, is, if he kept that anger to the Holy Spirit to the end, guess what? Not forgiven. Not forgiven. And that's what it's talking about here. Also, like, you know, I feel like the Holy Spirit, you know, God we know is a man. Like, God, he's a man as far as we know, but he's really everything. But we know Jesus was a man. But the Holy Spirit, I see feminine characteristics, like a comforter. Like when one of my kids would scrape their knee or something, they ain't coming to me. They would be like, hey, Dad, I scraped my knee. I'd be like, oh. Come to mom, come here, oh, let me fix, you know, much more of a comforter. Is this true? I, I, I'm just saying, it, it, it's just true. And so when I see Jesus saying this, it's like, listen, you can say what you want about me. How many of you look, don't like people talking about your mother? You better raise your hand, kids, in the front row here. How many of you kids don't like people saying stuff about your father? Yes. Oh, you don't care. <laughs> no. But how many of you talk about my mother? Come on, right now. Yeah. You can say what you want around me, but you talk about my mother, bam. bam. Amen? And I feel like that's what Jesus is saying. Like, you can say what you want about me, but don't you say anything about the Holy Spirit. Those are fucking words. Amen? 
finally, the Holy Spirit can be quenched. 1 Thessalonians 5. Many times the Holy Spirit is represented as the wind or the rain or the fire. Have you ever quenched the Holy Spirit? Because I have. Have you ever done it? You know, as a pastor, you just got to be so careful. Like, am I, should I stop? Or should I, what? I don't want to quench the Holy Spirit. And you know, there's going, there are times here where this service goes to 3 o'clock. Because the Holy Spirit, everybody's like listening and talking to the Holy Spirit. Everybody's praying in the Holy Spirit. Everybody's worshiping in the Holy Spirit. And, and, and I don't want to put an end to it. And maybe if I got to go somewhere, I'll just sneak off and go. And they'll still be worshiping and people will still be praying. Because I don't want to quench it. Amen? And there will be time when we are all so in tune with the Holy Spirit that we will not leave this building. We will stay here. Because there will be a fire burning. And as many people as could stay awake will keep that fire going. It will happen. As each one of us gets in tune with the fact that the Holy Spirit has chosen to live inside of us. Wow! See, because he yearns for that. James 4, 5 says he yearns for you. See, he's like a woman. See, because my wife yearns for my fellowship. She does. Listen, guys. You want to understand the Holy Spirit better? Think about your wife for a second. Very sensitive. Amen? But she yearns for your time. I said she yearns for your time. She yearns for your affection. She yearns for you. Just go for a walk. You know, do some chicky thing. I hate to do the chicky things. But they like that. Amen? I don't know why. I can't figure it out. Sometimes I feel they're just, just more in tune to the Spirit. You know, women love gold. Don't you? Don't you? You know why? Because they know that one day they're going to be walking on gold. I, I find women to be very sensitive to what the Holy Spirit's doing. My pastor used to say the Holy Spirit's voice of my wife sounds a lot alike. Anybody? Because <laughs> many times they're right. Not always. But many times they're right, and we don't want to hear it because they're right. And we want to quench that and move on to the next thing instead of dealing with what is right in front of us. See, the Holy Spirit yearns to have an intimate relationship with us. And we can't expect somebody else to have that relationship. I heard a story recently from a pastor that we're mentoring here and helping out. I won't tell you his name. It's Pastor Jonathan Coleman. Um, <laughs> I'd love to do that. I go, I won't tell you his name, and I throw it in. I just find out who's awake. You're awake, right? So his company, they work, him and his wife, Terry, they work at an insurance company. And this company, they gave them something like a Fitbit, okay? And they're watching it. And they're seeing how much exercise they get every day. And through that, they judge what kind of insurance premium they pay. 
Yeah. Isn't that wild? I'm giving Fitbits to everybody in church. I'm going to monitor it. See how many times you read your Bible. Somebody's got to come up with a spiritual Fitbit. Anyway. So. I was talking to Pastor Jonathan, and, he was, and I was like, do you meet your quota every day? How many steps? you got to get 7,000. He's like, ah, sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. I just pay the extra money. Now, his wife, who, you know, we know our wives are very wise and smart. She was walking by, and I said, hey, so how, how's this thing working out for you? And she goes, listen, when my numbers are down, I just take my Fitbit off and put it on my daughter's leg. They're looking at that girl's numbers. It's like, how is she doing this? She's working at a desk. How are her numbers so high? Point is, he wants a relationship with you. Not through your pastor, not through your Sunday school teacher, not through your spouse. He yearns for a real relationship with you. The power we see in the early church came from communion, with the Holy Spirit. And as we fellowship with the Holy Spirit, we receive the benefits. Do you know the Holy Spirit speaks and gives directions? Put up that next scripture. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said. Does the Holy Spirit speak? Yeah. The Holy Spirit speaks. Yesterday we were, went to the Home Depot. How many of you enjoy going to the Home Depot? How many of you enjoy going to the Home Depot with your wife? <laughs> Two hands, huh? See, because now you can't go to the Home Depot with your wife anymore. You know why? Because they have the garden center. And it's huge. It's like a mall. See, I go to the Home Depot, I know exactly what I need, I know exactly where the department is, I want to get it, I want to go. My wife, who I love dearly, and I'm not saying anything negative about right now, am I okay? We should get like a buzzer. Like if I'm saying something wrong, you'll buzz me. Because weeks later, I pay for it. Like, we should get a, I'll be a dog, I don't care. Put her collar on me because I don't want to get myself in trouble. Anyway, oh, my God, that's it. Every time we go to the Home Depot, she has to take a carriage. She takes one of them big, what are they, like trailers. They're like little trailers on wheels. She spent more money on flowers this year. The first time we went, I went, how much is that? Now this is the third time. We're not talking hundreds here. Oh, my God. I don't understand women. These flowers go away. It's like money just wilting on a tree. So we went, and then there was like, we were all done after like 17 hours. I, I, I looked at the electric, I looked at every light bulb in existence. I'm leaving. I'm like, are you ready? So we're going. She goes, but... I didn't get the wisteria and the lilac tree. I'm like, what the heck is a lilac tree? So we're driving home down Milltown. All the ladies are smiling right now because they know what's coming. 
So we're driving down, and I usually take this back road where there's no stores or anything. I take this back road home. I don't choose it because there's no stores. I just normally take that way. So I'm driving down that road. And, you know, I've been talking to the Holy Spirit. So, hey, Holy Spirit, how's this going? Holy Spirit's telling me, calm down, calm down, calm down. Throw the receipt away, throw the receipt away. Don't look at it. So, <laughs> so we come and the Holy Spirit says to me, don't turn down that road. I said, okay, so I'll take the other way. And Alicia goes, why didn't you turn down that road? I go, the Holy Spirit told me not to turn down that road. I'm listening to the Holy Spirit now. I thought I, was, I thought I was all that, you know. Holy Spirit told me not to go that way, woman. <laughs> so we go, and we go this other way up Riva Avenue. So we're going up Riva Avenue, and all of a sudden I look over and I go, oh, there's a nursery over there. Oh, my God. Hey, honey, look at the, look at the horse over there. We're driving. All of a sudden I say, wait a second, honey. There's a nursery over there. I'm like, Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's kind of like in Seinfeld when they go, Newman. I was like, Holy Spirit. <laughs> so I turned around, went in there like an hour later. <laughs> Honey, could you come put this tree in the truck? I'm over there. There's mud and everything. There's all these women's, oh, isn't it beautiful? I'm like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Picking up this heavy tree, put in my truck. You, you, you love this, don't you? I get in the truck, and she's still in there. I'm like, oh, my God. And the Holy Spirit said, you calm down, boy. She loves those flowers. Let her have the flowers. A happy wife is a happy life. God listen to the Holy Spirit. Amen? You listening? Hey, you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Next, the Holy Spirit, we're going to finish now. The Holy Spirit gives revelation. 1 Corinthians 2.10. God has revealed stuff them to us through the Spirit. No one knows the things of God like the Spirit of God. Amen? How many of you, come on. You know, I always say, like, when we started this church, you know, I was on Wall Street, and, I, and God spoke to me, but let, let me give credit where credit is due. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. The Holy Spirit was right there with me and said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to start a church in North Brunswick, because I know the things of God, and I know what God wants. Now you do this. Amen? How many of you has the Holy Spirit ever said something to you, and it's changed your life? How many of you listen to the Holy Spirit? Amen? Ladies, don't marry anybody unless the Holy Spirit gives you the okay, okay? Men, don't marry anybody unless the Holy Spirit gives you okay, okay? Because let me tell you something, men especially, the Holy Spirit knows women better than you do. Amen? Acts 9, verse 31. The church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed peace without persecution. They were growing in wisdom, virtue, and piety, and walking in respect and reverential fear of the Lord, and in the consolation, or the comfort, or the grace, and exhortation, encouragement of the Holy Spirit, and continued to increase. The Holy Spirit has come alongside you to encourage you. The Holy Spirit has come alongside you to encourage you. 
Some people, when they call your cell phone, you hit the red ignore button. Amen? Because they're not calling to encourage you, right? <laughs> Got real quiet. How many of you have hit the ignore button at least once in your life? How many of you, it's two or three times a day? Oh. Because there's some calls that you're like, I know what I'm going to get into right now. It's not going to be encouraging. But you know what the Holy Spirit said to me? This is what the Holy Spirit said to me because I tend to do that because, you know, if you're an encourager, most of the people who are going to call you are going to be people that need encouragement. Amen? And the Holy Spirit said to me, there's some calls I'm going to be making you take now. Now that you hear my voice, like you're not going to hit ignore, you're going to hit accept. Because somebody might need some encouragement. And you're the agent to do it because you have the Holy Spirit. You have me in you. And if you hear me and don't move with me, you're quenching what I'm trying to do in them. Amen? Amen. The consolation and encouragement the Holy Spirit. If you need some encouragement, talk to the Holy Spirit. Before you call whoever, talk to the Holy Spirit. He is the perfect encourager. Amen. And it said that that church continued to multiply. They continued to multiply. Why? Because they were fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. Grace Church, if we're going to multiply, if we're going to lead many people to Jesus, it starts with our relationship with the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. Finally, he will help you pray. How many of you every once in a while need some help praying? Romans 8.26, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid. My wife said help is on the way. Yeah, it's the Holy Spirit comes to our aid, and bears us up what? In our weaknesses, where we are weak. How many of you have areas in your life where you're weak? Some of you, your marriage is weak. Hopefully today, some of us men will step up and say, you know what? We need to understand our wives a little better. We need to be a little more gentle with them. We need to understand that they're like the Holy Spirit. We cannot quench them. We can't put that fire out. As a matter of fact, let's fan that flame. By intimacy, by, by talking to them. Listen, half, the, half my problem is I just need to stop and say, honey, I'll t let's talk. She just wants to talk to me. That's all. Don't you? At Home Depot. At Home Depot? <laughs> you want to talk to me? I don't want to talk to you at Home Depot. <laughs> we're at Home Depot, I ain't talking to you. Well, when we're home... You know, in the morning, you know, every morning we pray together. Listen, couples, if you're not praying together, forget it. Just drop it right there. Because if you can't pray together, you can't talk together, you can't be intimate together. And, and you know what? Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say this. If you can't have a relationship with flesh and blood that you can see and, under, and you know is going through something, how are you going to have fellowship with perfection? if you can't do it with those around you. See, in the book of Acts, the church became powerful because they shared together. It says great grace and favor and the Holy Spirit moved among them because there was a unity. There was a koinonia between them and that koinonia just automatically spread to the Holy Spirit. 
if the Holy Spirit isn't working in your family, it starts with mom and dad. Amen? With their koinonia and with their koinonia with the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's all I'm going to say on that. But it's so important, people. Because without strong families, without strong marriages, we won't have a strong church. And we won't be, able to, we won't be as affected with the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's get that. And men, it's on us. Because we're the ones that are more uncomfortable with that. Every, come on, let me hear a grunt of an amen. You know what I mean? We just want to go, uh, yeah, sandwich, okay. I'm talking about me. She wants to talk about more. She wants to get into detail. That's how the Holy Spirit is. Holy Spirit doesn't grunt. Holy Spirit doesn't go, go! <laughs> Holy Spirit wants to talk. Wants to interact. Wants real fellowship. He helps us, or the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we don't know what to pray sometimes. Or how to offer it up. Or we don't think we're worthy to offer it up. But the Holy Spirit reminds us that Jesus Christ died on the cross and we are worthy because of that. And then he, he knows our need. And he pleads on our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for even intelligible words. How many of you have ever prayed in the Spirit before? You're in a point where you don't even know. But you allow the Holy Spirit, who by the way is in you, more of Him and less of me. That's what it's all about. Like right now, Holy Spirit, just do it for me. Just pray for me. I'll open my mouth, but you do it. Jesus said there'll be times you won't even know what to say, but the Holy Spirit will say it for you. There are times when they won't know what to play or sing, but the Holy Spirit will write a song right on this stage. I've heard it. We get out of the way and let the Holy Spirit do what it needs to do. Some of you are in a financial situation. You have no idea what to do. Some of you are in a marriage that it's just not what it's supposed to be. Some of you are, are you have a decision to make and you have no idea what to do. Holy Spirit knows the Holy Spirit has the answer and he will give it to you I remember honey when we prayed I needed a job I needed a specific kind of job because I couldn't go on in the path I was going or I would have went to ruin remember that we prayed I said God God please Holy Spirit speak to someone move on my behalf and I got a phone call a friend of mine I hadn't talked to him a long time and he, he brought up this position at a company and my first thought was no <laughs> my pride got in the way and the Holy Spirit in my wife in my wife in my life who is my wife said no this is from God we've been praying for this this is this is from God like you asked for it and God brought it to you and you know I retired seven years later from that job Holy Spirit, one word, one move, one action, one voice, change your life. Why? 
because the Holy Spirit knows what you don't. You know what the best thing you can learn as a Christian is that you don't know nothing. <laughs> Listen, you know about as guys, you know about as much about God as you know about your wife. So let's stop right there. Because I can't figure it out. I just know I love it. I just know I want to know more. And that's the attitude we should have towards the Holy Spirit. I can't figure it fully out, but I want more. I want to know more. I want to get closer. And you know what? It's to our benefit. There are benefits. The main benefit from knowing the Holy Spirit is to be saved. Jesus said salvation is like the wind, and the Spirit is the wind. And the Spirit will enter a person, and they will become born again. By putting their faith and trust in Jesus, the Holy Spirit will come in. The Holy Spirit seals your salvation. Amen? Let's bow our heads. I want to make sure that everyone here is sealed for eternity with salvation. And what does that mean? If you died tonight, are you 100%? You'd spend eternity in heaven. Hear those words I just spoke. Take them to heart. Those are words from the Holy Spirit. Are you 100% sure? If not, say this prayer. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. By saying these words, you are allowing the Spirit of God to come into your heart and change you forever. So please say this with me. Say, Father, I know that Jesus is your son. He died on the cross. His blood covers my sin. Three days later, you raised him from the dead that I could have a new life and the power of the Holy Spirit in me. I receive that now. In Jesus' name, amen.